what's up guys? It's Kevin from Get a Life Podcast Kunai, and as usual, I'm back with the usual crew, Joe. Hello. And Bish. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, and today I'm really excited to tell you guys that we're going to be covering Black Lagoon. But, I don't like how you said Black Lagoon. Yeah, season one though, so we're not going to be getting into season two, alright? I know that some people consider it to be uh, one season, but we're only going to be covering episodes 1 through 12 in this episode of Kunai. Who knows? If you guys like it, we might cover a second season. But either way, before we get into discussion, we have our disclaimer. So, Bish? For you new folks, Get Life Podcast Kunai is a monthly anime discussion podcast under the Get Life group. Due to the nature of discussion, we can't avoid spoilers of the show to be discussed for those shows that are based off an existing piece of work, whether it's manga, light novel, or some other media form. We're not going to be covering the source material for those. Um, We can be found on Stitcher, the Apple Podcast Store, and Google Play. If you'd like to recommend a show for us to watch and make an episode of Kunai Maybe, then send us your suggestion on our Twitter page, which is at g-a-l-p kunai or by leaving a review and for your chance to win a three-month subscription of crunchyroll's premium service and you know what speaking of crunchyroll premium if you want to watch this anime you can't watch it on crunchyroll i'm afraid i'm sorry about that but if you want to <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with kunai and what we watch on kunai um you can support us by signing up for a 14-day free trial of crunchyroll premium for everything anime Crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. I also mentioned Crunchyroll, right? But this is a Funimation show. Hopefully, this is going to come over to Crunchyroll. We don't know when, but I would imagine maybe one day it will do. Um, I love that twist at the end. It's yeah. like, speaking of Crunchyroll, if you want to watch Black Lagoon, it's not on Crunchyroll. It's not, <laughs> it's not on Crunchyroll. It's also on Funimation. YouTube for you North American folks. Uh, the sub, anyway. Dub episodes, if I recall correctly, dub episodes one through four available on YouTube as well. And, so, yeah. and just to confirm, that's on Funimation's YouTube channel. Um, you can also support us by checking out lootcrate.com forward slash kunai. That's where you're going to get your loot anime boxes. And I I want to just give him a shout out there. I actually received the loot anime box where I got some Black Lagoon merch. I got like uh, some coasters with all the characters on it. I actually have it in front of me now. I got the, the rock he has, one. He has Dutch the best character. Dutch best girl, right, man? Hell yeah. Um, yeah best so girl. If you want to get a 10% off, apply code KUNAI at discount at checkout, and there you go. Kevin? All right. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Black Lagoon, it's an action thriller series based off of Rei Hiroi's manga of the same name. And it aired during spring 2006, and it ran for 12 episodes. So the animated adaptation was made by Madhouse and directed by Tsunao Katabuchi. So the story centers around Rock, or Rokuro Okajima, who's a small-time business Japanese, sorry, Japanese businessman whose world is suddenly turned upside down after he's kidnapped while on a business trip. So he soon finds himself immersed in the criminal world of Ronapur, Thailand, along with his kidnappers, the Black Lagoon Company, consisting of Revy Two Hands, Dutch, and Benny. So... That out of the way, guys, I would like to know what you guys thought when you first started watching this series, or just how, how you got into Black Lagoon before uh, we covered it. Um, I'll be honest with you, my first experience with Black Lagoon was actually that loot, <laughs> that loot anime box, because um, I didn't know anything about it. it was the first, wait, is that style. the first time you've, you've 
heard of it? The first time I heard of it, I was like, what the hell is this Black okay. Lagoon? And then I saw it was on the schedule, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So I looked at the art style. The art style is just really cool. It kind of, I think, mainly the, the, the merch that they sent me just got me hyped for it. I know it's a bit weird for me to say that in terms of how I got into it, but to be honest, that's how I got into it. F- merch. I know it sounds okay, dumb. Okay, so the only thing you knew about Black Lagoon before hopping into it was it's on your coasters. <laughs> it's on my coasters, exactly. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm honestly surprised, though, because it's, it's a pretty well-known series, and you know, people like to tweet about it. Now, Revy is is pretty well liked at least on any twitter from what i know right but that's fair that's fair i'm not gonna judge i wouldn't have known about it um mainly because it's such an old anime it's 2006 right i got into anime 2012 so it's six years after i got into anime i i, I can hear anime purists going like 2006 like real real shit is like from 19 the 1990s or 1980s i hear the purists well, scoffing already this from is here true. this is true kevin no, no, I'm not a purist because like I started pretty late as well. I started, I started around the same time. All right, 2012 was when I really actually got into uh, to anime. So, but maybe I'm a filthy casual. Who knows? I think we both are. Yeah, you should definitely you should definitely watch Akagi then, just to kind of get an idea of what it was like for to watch older shows. Yeah, the the only damn it, we're on a tangent again, but whatever. Um, does Pokemon count and Yu-Gi-Oh? Because I mean, like everybody's watched OG Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like the first series. Well, they, before they're, they're more of um, consider it like it's it's more of like a cartoon. They were on Toonami, right? Well, Wakagi was two thousand five. It's a lot more recent than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, like because if you watch it, it has this like dated like style to it. I mean, it's weird. So, so does Black Lagoon though. But I mean, we'll, we'll, well get yeah, into that's that. Fair enough. In, in a bit, yeah, it's just. Anime in 2018, yeah, it, it's quite different, especially if you look at stuff like, uh, was it Pop Team Epic, right, or Kill La Kill, the, the style's changed a lot, and we'll, again, we'll cover it in uh, later in the episode, but there's something about the style, yeah, just the character design that is really endearing that you don't really have with these new shows. Anyways, Joe, uh... What did you think about Black Lagoon when you first got into it? Uh, well, actually, my first exposure to it was like a while ago when um, what was it? Yeah, fun. Uh, Toonami. They were showing it um, during one of their night, one during their night box. And well, I mean, it, it did it did fe- it was featured on Toonami, but like you, shows usually don't start there. Like, I mean, I, I've only seen like some shows start there, but like that's too bad. I don't like. I'm not I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff, but anyway, like when I. When I heard it was on Nightbox, I'm like, you know what, I'll watch it. Like, like it was like years ago. I'm like, I was, I was still big on it. Like, well, I'm, I am still big on anime, but like, I was a, uh, it's like I was looking for shows to to watch, and I gave it, gave it the first episode a, a watch, and despite all of the uh, the bleeps that they had to do for broadcasting it on TV, it was pretty enjoyable. That's a shame. That's a shame, honestly, because you, you just can't watch Black Lagoon censored. It's just, it's the profanity is part of it, right? I'm fine if the profanity is bleeped out. It's not okay when like profanity is like fifty percent of the the dub script. <laughs> I mean that that's just how it is though. It's just re- revy. I'm not arguing about it. It's just it's just funny. It's just funny to me that there were so many bleeps. You just like that first yeah. Episode. In the censored version, you just effectively lose half of the scripts. You know what the funny thing is? If that was aired in the UK after nine p.m., 
They don't give a fuck. You know, they they'll still swear on TV. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah, but it's the same in the U.S. though, bitch. Like it's no different. Like profanity is allowed, but on on late night shows, I think. I think it was uh, like a huge issue around the time too. Like people were kind of up in arms about it. It's like people were saying like, "Oh, like it's just lots and lots of bleeps." It's like, how, like how are you supposed to watch this? So like, I get like after that, like as good as it was, I'm like, I don't know if I can really continue it in Tsunami. It's just okay. so, so you never finished it when it was on TV. I never finished. Okay. It. I watched the first episode. It was interesting, but I didn't really pick it up until more recently when you put it on the schedule. So like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I I go to I watch it like I watched the first couple episodes and like I'm I'm into I'm into it. It's like like they did they had a nice setup with the first couple episodes and like it kind of just went from there. On my end, um, well it, it's been on my backlog for the longest time. Like I I watched for the first time like two years ago, right? And it was on my backlog practically since um, I started getting into anime, right? Just because. People are always like, yo, you have to watch Black Lagoon. It's it's a fucking classic, right? Um, and people re- were recommend- recommending it to me as as a starter series, right? And honestly, I can I can definitely see why. Like just from the get go, the first episodes, I agree with you, Joe. I, I think they set up the the premise very well, especially in episodes one and two. You, like if you watch those two episodes, um, you don't get a full picture of what the series is gonna be, right? Because there there is some development in terms of the characters and stuff and some themes that aren't displayed in the first episode, but it does a good job of um, preparing you for what to expect in the rest of the series, right? Uh, in terms of action, in terms of the, the mood and atmosphere they wanted to, that they want to create, you know, with all the bleeping and the swearing and profanity, right? They're creating this, this Tarantino-esque atmosphere, and that you can see that all the way through the first and second season, and even the, uh, the special episodes on uh, Roberta's blood trail, right? So well, they were OVAs, right? Um, I don't know if they're considered OVAs or a separate season, but it's just it's a five episode series with a continuous story between them. Uh, we won't be getting into them, of course, but uh, I definitely recommend it. But yeah, the my first impressions were really good, especially since the the, the gunfights I found were really really nice. Right, just, I I oh don't my God. often and then watch the music kicked in and then like just all the bullets go flying all over the place and it's ugh. Yeah, dude, just, like, from the moment the intro starts playing, you know you're in for a ride, because the intro just, oh, it's so fucking good. Well, well it can't get out of my, it can't get out of my head. Yeah. And like, it has, I, it I has some really bad like English, just... but the, it, it's a badass intro, and there's Ravi, so you, you can't complain, all right? There's Ravi. I want to know what your, fa- like, were there any favorite moments for you guys, or episodes that stood out in particular, uh, whether good or bad, when you guys were watching it? Episode 7, hands down. Ooh, hands I, down. I can see why. Because it is, it's the part... W- would I take a guess and say that it's the ending of episode 7? It's like the argument between Rock and Revy. The one the one in the, the street market. Yeah, when they were eating at the restaurant, right? And re- yeah, because like Rock kind of said some, like said some things that just kind of had to be said. Yeah. Because like he's like... Because he's like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of this shit. You you are a horrible person. You like are be you're just as horrible as the people I was trying to get away from. And like he was telling her all these things, like, oh, like I went to like I joined you guys so that I could I could get away from I can get from like away from that environment where I'm just being bossed around and being forced to go to these like social drinking events. Yeah, and then and then like he, when he's 
complaining about how Revy's making him feel the same way, like, and, like, apologizing, like, just doing all these different things, like, he just got fed up, and then, like, they just got into this huge argument, and then, like, Revy, like, lashed back, and, like, talking, like, talking about, oh, like, you understand the thing about my situation, and then, and he basically told her, like, you know what, you can't, you can't stop, you can't keep being, like, the damsel in the stress, you can't be, can't keep being, like, the victim here, because, like, he dealt with some more stuff, and, like, just seeing them clash and, like, relate while arguing against each other, it it just it it set the tone for something. It was that really was just... good exposition, and it like it fully developed both of their characters. I found that yeah, that that scene in particular was really well done, especially it since did. It, I mean, was... it was it needed to be said because like it was something I didn't really think about. Well, I I thought about it, but like it wasn't something I, like I I'm, I real well yeah, it wasn't something I really thought about too much. But like I noticed that uh that Rock, like Rock was often being bossed around by by Revy and like he was basically like being her puppet. Like not her puppet, her pet, and like just seeing that, like it kind of bothered me. It's like like Revy, like it's like she's she's kind of being very self-centered. Like she's kind of well saying like, oh, like I deal with all these different issues, so like you shouldn't force this stuff on me. You know what? Like since you brought it up, I think you might as well you know talk about some parts of the story right now. And I I get where you're coming from, Joe. Right? And I find it was I also find it was a very satisfying scene, but I don't know if I. I agree with your interpretation because yeah, you can you can just see it as oh yeah okay, uh, it simply boils down to uh, Rock being pissed at, at Revy right for being treated that way. But well, no, 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 that's that's that, well, I mean that's what I said, but I mean like I meant I meant like he kind of he grew up in an area where he was like he was being told to do different things and like basically like oh yeah, like, yeah. not enjoying yeah he's just not enjoying himself yeah but then he and then like he goes to join like Revy and Dutch and everyone and like he's being tra- treated in a very similar way yeah yeah absolutely and I, I, yeah, I understand yeah, that's that what point I, of view but what all I'm trying to say is that. It was by no means um, a one-way conversation, right? We we really got both. Well, it definitely wasn't one way. Be, well, that's not what I'm saying. I, I wasn't trying to say that at all. I'm just saying like what instigated it was like was Rock just basically being fed up, and yeah, then yeah, you hear then you hear Revy like revealing more about herself in a way that like she's trying to argue back against him to show that like oh like I. It's like I've been dealing with a lot of sh- I've been dealing with a lot of shit. So like, what gives you the right to talk about this stuff? Yeah. And then like he like no, then Rock sympathizes, but like at the same time he he's like, you know what? You're not the only person like dealing yeah. with that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I find that it's it's really one of the reasons why it's so well done is because it's it's because it's it's such a balance. Like it's a huge like clash. Yeah. It's like yeah. One and like both sides it, are going in like. It's well set up, in my opinion, as well, because it doesn't. They didn't just pull that out of their ass, right? It was, um, like, from the it start of episode up. four, I believe, was when they they started um, the arc with the uh, with the Nazi submarine. Um, you can feel the tension between them, right? From from the moment that like they had the confrontation mentioned. in the sub, right, where where I really like the the clash between Revy and Rock, right? Not not the physical one, but more the I- ideological clash, right? Where you you see Rock, you know, he he's a good he's a good guy, right? He means well and yeah, stuff. Like, you no, can he, sympathize yeah, he meant with him. Well. Mm-hmm. But it's just you you can sympathize with him, but at the same time you can see Revy's point of view because he Rock has it, it's clear that he has this very idealistic um world view, right? Where it's like, "Oh yeah, we should we should leave um these medals and these, all these items with the dead, right? Because it belongs to them, and, and they they deserve as much. But like, man, another another one of my favorite scenes is that little uh, speech that that Revy gives, right? On on things, right? 
where she holds up a skull and she holds metal and is like, what's the difference between these two things? And she's like, it's nothing, right? They're just things and they don't have any meaning unless you give them meaning, right? And the only meaning that anyone can agree on is money, right? Because at the end of the day, right, they're, they're fucking pirates, right? That's who they are. They're mercenaries. They don't give a shit about, you know, the fucking dead. Those guys died decades ago, right? That doesn't matter. What does matter is the money that they'll be able to make off it, right? It's, it sounds, it sounds completely fucking, you know, bitchy, and it sounds, makes Revy sound like a horrible person, right? But, in fact, it's just Rook, in my opinion, it, it shows how disconnected he is from his situation, right? He can't act like the Black Lagoon Company is, you know, some normal office job, you know, where you have HR to resolve your problems and all that. No, he, he's in the fucking criminal underworld at, at this point, right? Yeah, because in, in, way, in a lot of ways, he's very, like, he's very naive. and He does start he, out that way, absolutely. Yes, and then, like, he, he kind of grows and, like, he, like, although, like, he does, but, but like, he also does show, like, those signs of, like, oh, like, you need to think about, like, how important these were to the people who died, like, as you said, and it's, like, just seeing, seeing how he changes from there on, like, it, it's interesting, and then, like, when, and then we get back to episode seven, where he's, like, just fed up, and, like, he, like, he's, like, just saying all these different things to her and kind of giving her a huge reality check, and then her doing the same thing to him, it's, like, it create like, it's, like, they come, in the end, they come to terms, like, they, like, they reach some sort of, like, middle ground. It, it, it's very, I really like what you said there, because, effectively, it's not just Rock that's evolving, right? It's also Revy, because that, it's clear after episode seven, right? She changes too, because before she was just this, um, she's just, she's just broken woman effectively, right? Because she says it, it's implied that, you know, her, her family was abusive. She's living on the streets. She was raped and you know abused by police and stuff, right? She has a really dark past. So her entire life, she's been dealing with her problems by putting holes in them, right? Um, and here he comes, you know, here here Rock comes out of nowhere, this Japanese businessman, right, who's just been with them for, like, what, a couple weeks at this point, and he's he's calling her out on her bullshit, and he's being like, look, I know you're a good person, Revy, all right, and he, he's seeing her acting like his dickhead corporate asshole bosses, right, and he's fed up with that, right, he's not mad at Revy, he's just mad at what, what she's becoming in his eyes, right, so, um, and at the end of the day, Revy sees that too, right? And she starts changing. So it's such a pivotal moment for me, which is why I believe it's it's one of the highlights of the series, honestly, because both characters change enormously from that point, right? It's not a one-way street. They both evolve. You both see their pasts and their point of views and the clash, right? It's it's very well done. Just that, that entire arc really has a bit of everything. Um, the best part, obviously, being episode seven at the end, the climax. But even even before that, you know, with the uh, the badass action scene on on the boat, right? There was some nice action, some nice comedy too. Is is a very well rounded um, arc of the the show, in my opinion. I think the best part about it is that you can see its after effects in later episodes. It's like you see them kind of getting together a little more, even though like they have that sort of like we're against each other relationship. Yeah. Also. Um, if I remember correctly, the cigarette scene is also in episode 7 at the end when they reconcile. And that is a fucking legendary. That is an absolutely legendary scene in the show. And I, I think all the fans know it. Just the, the indirect cigarette kiss there. That was, ugh, beautiful. Um, but you know what? 
I've, I don't know what Bish thinks about this because we've been we've been like going on and on about this. <laughs> no, because I'll be real. The 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 conversation was really good, and I I kind of agreed with the most of it. So I didn't want to be like, "Hey guys, I'm here." You well, know. Well, I don't care about what you agree with. Oh, I think we're whoa. more interested in what you don't whoa. agree with. Well, I in terms of favorite episodes and moments. <clears throat> Joe said episode seven was his favorite. I I appreciate episode seven. I can't deny that, and it was it was a very pivotal moment. But <clears throat> I'll I'll be real with you. I really liked. Um, I think after episode seven, that's when it became really shitty. Like that's that's just me. But I'll talk about my favorite moments first. My my favorite moments was the uh, the um, the Nazi arc. That's one of my favorite ones. The reason why it's because th there's just so much stuff that goes on, right? There's the you, you mentioned the 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 money um, preaching that yeah that um, well, Revy well, does the money the uh, like and then talking about the treasures but and the painting and stuff the, like the that. Re the reason that I liked it was the fact that they went back in time and you saw two stories going on simultaneously, even though one happened like hundreds, well, not hundreds of years ago, but oh right, I really like that. I like that idea, and I like the idea of you know. You know, you 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 you're looking into these Nazis, and you're like, wow. At the same time, like they're horrible people, right? Because they're Nazis. But I mean, you look at what their life, and you, the guy took out a picture of his family and stuff. And they, that moment when they knew they were gonna die, that's what got me. And I was like, shit, there. That's that's a very interesting point you bring up, actually. Because honestly, I didn't necessarily dismiss the the flashbacks, but uh, you do bring up a good point in that it does add to to the story because without that insight into their lives right um you wouldn't really sympathize with rock as much because you'd just be like what the fuck rock these are some fucking nazis right they're but skeletons at the same, take, at the same time the bear in treasure. mind when i was initially watching that scene and i saw rock and, and the way he's like defending them i i was thinking it was like a a world war ii type thing right because you know japan was allies with them so i i kind of felt didn't the show kind of like mention the existence of like a World War Three within that universe? Uh, no. The, the only thing I remember is that the SS officer was like, "Oh yeah, we gotta save this painting because one day, um, the Nazi flag will fly again, and we have to protect one of the no, treasures but, or whatever." But, but Joe, World yeah. War Three was referenced. It was towards the end with um, Hotel Moscow's. You know, like that that militia that they had. Yeah, Hotel with Moscow. with the Afghan um, vets. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. They they yes. reference World War Three. They said, "Look, these guys can win World War Three in a day." That's what they. That's what they said. Maybe that's why. Um, yeah. But no. No. But they, they're saying that figuratively. It, it, World War Three hasn't happened. It, this is Black Lagoon is supposed to be set in like a parallel universe, right? But like with the same history and everything is ours, right? World War Three hasn't happened. That was just the figurative speech. Nothing more. Back to like the main topic, uh, what Bish mentioned like actually reminds me of a. Uh, I think it's something that that Revy mentioned in her speech about about money and like things, um, like people are willing like people don't really kill until they know they're, until they're like about to they know they're going to die and like you see that within the flashbacks where it's like the captain ended up killing one of his subordinates. Oh no no no! It was they they didn't kill each other. It was the SS officer who who tried to kill everyone else. The captain just got fucking headshotted, right? And the other guy, oh, oh. His, his crewmen came in. Because, no, I think it was Rock who, who was like, yeah, the, the crew would never turn on each other, right? Because 
they've been together for a long time. They're like family. So the only one who would start trouble would be would be the SS officer, right? The outsider. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And that that really got, gave me like an insight into to rock as well. And, and one thing that I was mentioning was initially when I watched it, I didn't quite understand it, and I thought. Oh, this is probably because he's, you know, Rock is Japanese, right? And they have, I, I don't want to say they have some, they have um, history with the Germans in terms of World War II. So maybe they had, he had some sort of sympathy for them in that way. But then I watched that episode again a second time just to understand more. And then it just, it just dawned on me, right? Rock just feels, I don't know, I don't know if he feels necessarily related to them in, in that sense, but he can see himself in their position, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree, but I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with you know him being Japanese, or whatever. It's just no, I, I you know, thought general that, that's human what, that's sympathy, what I'm, right? Look, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I, look, don't take this shoes. the wrong don't take this the wrong way. That's what I thought initially when I rewatched it. That's when my opinion changed, right? And then I realized, look, he's just he's just understanding humanity, and he's seeing humans in everyone. Like, and this is something that I think Rock does really well, right? every monster he can see the human side and it's it's a very it's odd right it's how can someone have that much trust in humanity to see well, everyone's i i think it really originates from the fact that you know he, he up until that point he's had a pretty normal life right he's not like um the black lagoon company who have been criminals uh and they've been living a criminal life for for a while now or you know their entire lives like Revy. Right, so obviously his worldview is still very much, um, you know, rainbows and flowers. Right, he he still has that idealism, this this innocence about him. Right, uh, obviously that that changes later. I in the I, show. I honestly disagree because from the beginning okay. he was betrayed by his own his own people. Right, his own company, the yeah, company that he yeah, thought, okay, look, I'm he, gonna he, be going he, home now. Right. Mm, yeah, but you you still can't compare that, you know, that one betrayal to. The shit that you know, for example, Revy went through, right? No, of course not. I'm not saying that I am. In my opinion, at least, because his life, like his childhood and his life up until that point, were so different, right? He had, he had a very ordinary life, you know, like ordinary to the point where he's just some like no face businessman, right? Which is why he he was he decided that you know he's having none of that shit and he, he was gonna join Black. Lagoon. It was a serious example of like a bad work environment but bear in, bear in mind you talk about his life and that might be you know normal in comparison to revy and in comparison to you know dutch and all the other characters but from what i know about um rock is that he to him his life wasn't normal right he failed to get into university and so his parents favored his other brother and then the second time he went through, his parents just didn't care about him. I don't think that's necessarily, in terms of the Japanese lifestyle, I don't think that's necessarily normal life for him. I feel that he wasn't living normal life. That's why he was more inclined to take that risk and join the um, the Lagoon Company. Well, I mean, I think he was more like he, he kind of discovered that this was like the place he wanted to be in. It was like maybe like a he, like he of the moment sort of thing where it's like, I, it's like I, I've... I spent some time with these guys. I'm like, these guys are actually like, I, I think I might enjoy this. And like he kind of, and that, and he kind of wanted to get escape from his old work environment. So that's why he decided he wanted to stay. Not to mention that since he was betrayed by his company, he basically, he, he's like, you know, I'm going to stay here no matter what. Like, I don't want to go with you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys can like, you guys can throw away the promotion. Like you guys can do whatever you no, want. Like, I'm, yours, I'm not coming basically. back. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, Bish, I, I see where you're coming from, but I still believe that it's because of his different um, upbringing that he still has this idealism uh, compared to Ravi. Because, yeah, okay, sure, he, he may have, like, dropped out of university. He, he's had, like, a shitty um, corporate life or whatever, right? But he, he's still very idealistic up until, like, the middle of the first season, right? Where he, he's trying to, act, like implement you know his normal ideals you know from the time when he was still living in japan to to the black lagoon crew in Toronopur, right to a criminal underworld it just doesn't work that way in my opinion but you know we can agree you to know, disagree i think his his breaking point really for me because you said that it happened in in towards the middle of the anime where his opinions tend to change i think that he broke at the point where he was being interrogated you know you know when they were smoking the weed or i don't know what drug it was i assume it was weed but you know when they were smoking right and then he just started confessing all the stuff and was like oh man i never met a guy like that before and he really kind of broke me and i was like what you know when i when i heard that that's when i thought look rock is is officially like broken from that point you know he that's that's where his his old ideals kind of was thrown out the window at that point that's where I it's think kind of a weird scene for me because it's like it's like oh he the reason he did all those things is because he he accidentally got got high off of the weed that the irish guy was using <laughs> anyways um bish if i'm not mistaken you mentioned earlier that you find that it kind of went to shit after the seventh episode right and I, I i will agree with you um but i i think i need to go first here because it, it bugged me the first time it bugged me the second time watching it bugged me the third time re-watching the show too um and i gotta say that uh, I, I can't quite put my finger on what what bugs me about the third arc but i think honestly um that it has to do with some of the characters and just yes yeah, you know what? I, I think this is actually a, a great way to, to start a discussion on the characters because like they're so central to the story, right? You can't you can't talk about the episodes in this show without talking about the characters because well, the reason the I think that is is because the show relies the characters, right? exactly. Okay, so when I was watching the first season, I had I, I I knew about the second season, but I thought it was like gonna just end like and like it's in its own way. Like I thought I thought that like the after episode seven, when they were doing the uh, the Robert the arc, it's like I thought like that would have been like the best way to kind of like wrap it up because it was like this huge like this huge arc with yeah because it's like they, there was also like a like some sort of past with uh, with uh, Revy and Roberta from uh, or at least that's what I thought it, there was with the with the with the flashbacks yeah and like I thought that was like the best like it was like a a big final confrontation that could have ended okay okay well. But then they kind of went, they kind of kept going, and I'm like, okay, I guess. Identically, the, the final arc, um, with the Japanese Red Army and all that, right, and Rook, with not, not Rook, Rock getting rescued, it was pretty short, but at the same time, I think I'd been really fucking disappointed if it just ended on, on Roberto's arc, just because, oh man, that, I just did not enjoy that arc. Um, I, I think for two reasons, right, and I think it has to do with the characters. Um, just Roberta herself... I just can't fucking stand her, dude. And, and more importantly, holy fuck, what was the name of the boy that she's protecting? Is it Garcia? Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, fucking Garcia, man. Like, his entire fucking character boils down to, Roberta, mi hermana, te amo, te amo. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, kid. You're so goddamn annoying. No, but honestly... That's another thing. That's what... 
he's a kid, so he's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, but okay. So so I'm fully justified in fucking hating his guts then. Just, I don't I don't care if he's a kid or, you know, whatever. He's just fucking annoying is is what I'm getting at, right? He he he's like the the anime equivalent of you know, escort uh, NPCs in video games, you know, like, who won't shut the fuck up, who get themselves killed all Like, he's that equivalent in Black Lagoon. He's the anime equivalent of Titus from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, or I- I'm thinking of um, Ashley from fucking RE4, you know, like, goddamn cancer. Um, Kevin, I-, I really want to talk about why I didn't like Why I hate hard. Roberta and Garcia? Yeah. They're, they're, I-, they're... I could fucking write you an essay on this, but, like, I, I think the reason... Okay, before I go on a rant about here, all right, I will- I'll say one thing, okay? Is that I know, I know there are both people like who will try to call me out my bullshit and be like, but dude, um, uh, if you if you hate Roberto so much, why don't you hate uh, Revy? You know, because they're 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 kind of the same. Well, firstly, I think that Revy was. Well, I'm not saying that Roberta is necessarily a bad character. Just in the first season, all right. I just do not like her because she does not have enough backstory, right? Yes, Revy was acting like a bitch in episode four to seven, right? But, um, I, I think her backstory was justified that and more importantly um she changes right there there's that clash again going back to episode seven with with rock right and she's forced to reevaluate her own life and she changes in consequence whereas perhaps with roberta i'm less inclined to sympathize with her because the change has already happened right because she goes from like fucking crazy ass uh fark assassin terrorist to uh bodyguard and maid right just Roberta's character, man. I I think the reason why I just don't like her and Garcia is because it reminds me a lot of the relationship between Eren and Mikasa. Holy shit! Like just fucking Christ. If you if you've been on Kunai long enough, you know that there is no character that I fucking despise. More than Mikasa, alright? Like, Yozura looks like a fucking saint compared to Mikasa, right? Like, I, I think... No, but I think back in the, the Attack on Titan episode, when we first started making episodes for Kunai, I'm pretty sure I, I said that Mikasa and Kristen Stewart combined have less emotional range than, like, a goddamn potato, okay? And that that is exactly what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of Ro- Roberta. Okay? But at because the same time, I think she's justified in that sense the reason i say that is because she's got she's trying to avoid that past it's kind of like the whole um you know when it's like a sleeper she's a sleeper agent in a sense right she wants to avoid the going berserk and just killing people again yeah right? yeah so it's i can understand why she's very emotional and why I she can has understand to rely that, right? on garcia and protecting him because then without that she's just a murderer a child murderer no doubt and uh, you know that's without without Garcia. And like, look, I'm I'm playing devil's ad- advocate. Like, I'm not a big fan of Roberta or Garcia, but their relationship relies on each other. Like, they both rely on one another. So, I understand the attachment towards him, each other. But I think, to be honest, from my point of view, uh, what. I'll, I'll, I don't want this to sound like a meme, but when I first saw Roberta, her, her character design reminded me of uh, Yunarakami when they done the cross dressing in Persona. You, you know what I'm talking about. Let's bring that up. Oh, no, God. no, don't, don't, don't even fucking compare. No, that comparison does not deserve to be made. I'm sorry. No, it, it does. Go, go and type in Yunarakami cross dressing. No, 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 no. Nobody needs to see that bitch. No, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about. The cross-dressing scene. From I, I know 4. exactly what you're talking about, but I'm telling people you do not want to do that to yourself. 
I thought you guys were gonna laugh because that's what I thought. I actually I thought it was hilarious. Well, no, bish. Your 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 opinion doesn't matter because you're the one who concentrates on shit like fucking feet in anime. All right, so like I don't I don't think you're allowed to to comment on this. Compare the two, and this is something I want to put out for the viewers, right? Don't they look a lot alike? They do. Personally, in my opinion. No, you're just... F no! No, they don't. You're just insane. Okay, anyway, my, my insanity aside, what I didn't like about Roberta was the fact that she is just... Not the fact that she's OP, not the fact that she has a reason, but the fact that she doesn't have any backstory. She does. She does, though, okay? I will defend her on this point. She does. No. Her backstory is revealed towards the end. It's like, why did they... Look, they just made that random thing. It, like, it, it seemed like such a bullshit... No, 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 let me finish. It seemed like such a bullshit transition. Like, we need something to fill in to explain why she's like this. Bish, I, I, need, I need to call you out here because... And I fucking hate that you forced me to do this because, like... It's exactly what I was talking about earlier, but, like... You can say the same things about Revy, right? It would be like, oh, yeah, just, uh, the... The the reason why she she was acting like a bitch during that one episode is because like you know she has a really dark past, right? And I, I don't think that's a problem with Roberta because you no know, even fucking Mikasa has a backstory, right? She is, she has a tragic one too, just like Roberta. I th personally I think that the problem here with Roberta is that it's yeah it's a matter of execution because she's just I don't like OP characters already in my opinion are should be avoided right because. OP characters with, like, no weaknesses and stuff that just kick ass 100% of the time um, aren't relatable, right? They aren't human characters. You can't sympathize with them. Well, I mean, them. you could say that about Revy. Yes, but at least Revy, there's the confrontation and shit, right? And she gets fucking, like, kicked around by Roberta. No, like, the, well. the only time she has, like, any sort of weakness is when she gets she gets hit, she gets hit by Roberta. But but look at Roberta. Like, she, she was grabbing a Dutch in the car. Pulling, pulling Dutch from one car to another, and Dutch is like beating the shit out of her, and it's not even phasing her. Like she's too OP for her own good. Like, do you see what I mean? Like, there's no reality. Like, I understand this is anime, but there's no. When I'm talking about weaknesses here, I'm not just talking about like you know combat prowess. So it's not that simple. I'm talking about like um, character flaws here, right? At least Ravi, you, you can see that, like, she's a, fu she's a fundamentally broken woman, right? And she, she's forced to change and reflect upon herself when she's confronted by Rock, right? Whereas I don't think Roberta, at least in the first season, doesn't really go through that change. She, she still stays the same, right? She's this OP, emotionless, right? Uh, on top of being, like, having no weak, have no, having no weaknesses in terms of combat or, you know, psyche. She's also completely emotionless, which further dehumanizes her, right? And it makes her harder to relate to, in my opinion. It's a very interesting point you brought up because you said dehumanizes her. Because Dutch and um, many, they they refer to her as a robot. And she is just Th that's that. That's what she's she is. Just, she's a robot. She's a Terminator, right? She has no... No feeling. Yeah, they even made they even made like a Terminator reference in like in that scene. <laughs> so it's like a robot from the future, but without without Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So like, obviously, it's I don't think it's a case of them mis executing her character. It's just perhaps at this point in the story, she doesn't get the the same development as that Revy gets. You know. 
I like the idea of an assassin with like special with like with special combat prowess, but at the same time, it's like there needs to be a level of realism. Also, to it. I I kind of felt that the fact that she was the maid and also an assassin very cliche, because you see that in anime a lot. Like you know, Nisei Koi had that. Do you, do you see what I mean? It's like yeah, you know, like you, you think about the fucking bar scene where she's introduced, right? Where like the guy's like, oh ho, oh, yeah, yeah, she look at this vulnerable uh, maid or whatever, right? And then she starts kicking ass. It's it's such it's it's very cliche. It is. Yeah, I saw that coming, honestly. I think we all did. Yes, admittedly, the same things can be said about Revy, but I, again, it comes. I think the 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 line that separates Revy from Roberta is, you can sympathize with one. It's very difficult to do so with the other, in my opinion. And also, Revy actually seems to have some some of emotion besides being completely devoid of emotion and on the other side being completely fucking pissed, right? Because I'll be honest, when Revy was in her, um, I forget what Dutch calls it, but Dutch mentions that like Revy has this, has this like, these phases that she gets into when she's really fucking pissed and she just kills everything in sight, right? When she gets on the boat, for example. Um, I didn't like Revy when she's that, when she's just this overpowered killing machine and she was showing no emotion. I fucking hated that. The problem with Roberta, in my opinion, is that she was like Revy in that phase 100% of the time. There was there was just no relatable side to her, no human side that I, I could identify in At her. At the same time, that can be down to the anime's pacing, right? Because you only get like three episodes with Roberta and you get... Yes, I, I admit that. It's just that, again, we're, we're only discussing the, the first season, right? So I can't get into what happens later or in in uh, the spinoff OVAs, Roberta's blood trail, right? I'm just saying, within the first season, I was not happy with her, her with her character, right? Just within the first season. I mean, I agree season. with what you said, but I can't, I can't, like, I, I can't, like, sit comfortably, like, hearing, like, that she had, like, no human, no human side to her. Because there were, see, there's, Although she had a lot of issues, like there were a lot of issues with her character, she did have her moments. Like, oh yeah, like you gotta, okay, yeah, you gotta admit that. Sure. Like she definitely did have her moments, like especially around the end when she was talking with Garcia, like looking back on these different things and like how Garcia wants to see her as like Roberta rather than the the Black Hound or the Bloodhound. Bloodhound. So what's very interesting to me was you know that scene where the um, the leader of Hotel Moscow. Right, she pulls a gun to yeah, she pulls a gun to Roberta, and I'm like, imagine if she just shot Roberta right in the moment where you know they're 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 hugging and embracing, right? Because I fucking wish though, like two two birds with one zone right there, Garcia and Roberta. No, not Garcia because he's a kid, but I mean, I thought she was just fuck gonna him, kill... fuck Garcia, no no mercy, no, 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 I don't no, care. no. I'm I'm being I'm actually making a serious point, right? Like, all jokes aside, but. Imagine if that had happened. Like when I saw that, I thought this is get, this is definitely going to happen because she has a reason to kill her, right? And she does mention it. There is that that bounty against her. Um, imagine and bear in mind they're also working with the um, you know the United States and because of all the bombings and stuff. So it was like there is a reason for for Hotel Moscow to take out Roberta, and yet they just decided we're going to let her go. We're going to let her be a maid, and it's like. Come on, you could have taken her out, could have got the money, but you know, I, I imagine for her it's not really about the money. But imagine being the one who's taken out this person who's renowned across the whole world for being like a terrorist, right? That's crazy. At the same time, though, you have to think like, you know, was what is Bella like? I think in here, like, is it? Yes, in one hand you can get rid of her, on the second hand, on, on the other side though, like, you've got some leverage now, don't you? Like, we let you go, we let you live, we let, we let Garcia be safe, right? If we if we need you, then we can call upon you. 
Okay, I didn't think about it like that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Because we're thinking, we're effectively talking about the criminal underworld here, right? They're not necessarily doing things out of the goodness of their hearts all the time or at all, you know? But yeah, um, I think that that's a nice way to end our little uh, rant slash productive discussion on, on Roberta. Um, we talked about Revy. I would like to talk about, uh, do you guys have any other points on Rock? before we move on to other, char other characters. <clears throat> Not really. I just think what I'm, I'm interested in the fact that he's such a contrast between the, the rest of the characters, right? He's the only guy that's come in. He's not a criminal and he's joined this gang of criminals. And I think that's very, it's very interesting because he's, he sometimes seems to be the voice of, of reason. You know, it, it's, it's kind of odd in the sense that what's his name? Uh, Dutch listens to him and values his opinion, right? And he's the new guy. Like, why the hell should he value this guy who they, they kidnapped effectively for, you know, a hostage situation to get money. Do, do you see what I mean? And I find that it's very, it's very refreshing. Like, Rock is in a weird place for me. It's like, I see him as somebody who has, like, a lot of... He's, he's very focused. He's a very, like, focused character in the story. But at the same time, he... At the same time, he doesn't really feel like a protagonist to me. Well, I mean, he, he's not necessarily the protagonist. He's... I, I think him and Revy are, are the protagonists. I mean, I, I hate to compare video games again, but, like, it, it's similar to, like, somebody, like, like Vaughn from Final Fantasy 12 where like he's like he's he's like like the main character but he's also not the main character if you know what I'm saying it's like because he has a focus but at the same time like the story is about like these people around him and like what's happening around him yeah absolutely it's more so it's more so he, he's a witness um to all of these other characters right so I, I wouldn't say he's unimportant, but it's just I, I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I'm not saying he's unimportant, but like yeah, he, he's more. He's one of the the main reasons he's there is so that you can. He's sort of a lens through which you see this criminal underworld, right? Instead of just following uh, Revy or Dutch or you know. But as we'll see later on in the other seasons in the manga too, he 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 changes quite substantially, right? I can't get into that in this episode, but. Um, yeah, he, he does change. And even though that's kind of limited in the first season, you, you do see that, you know. Compare him from episode one, his views and shit, and his attitude, uh, and compare that to the end. Yeah, he, he still shares same like much of the same ideals and stuff, right? But he's changed after seeing Revy and all these fucking gangsters and shit. Can I ask you guys what your favorite or least favorite characters are? Because I, I think that we've, we've covered most... <coughs> sorry, most the characters other than Dutch or Benny, unless you guys want to uh, sing your praises about Dutch or Benny. Dutch is my favorite character. Dutch is badass, but is, is he is he your favorite? He is my favorite. Is I just I just love him in every way. Like he like he he's very he's very humorous in a lot of ways, but he's also very serious. And like he, he like he knows he knows exactly what he's talking about. And to be honest, he kind of has the right to be like a little lenient with what he says. Or like well, just he be, he like, is the employer after all back. of uh, he he's the the big boss of uh the Lock Lagoon company right no, it's actually this brings me back to this brings me to i think episode six when you see uh when you see him walk into to like the like well like the higher-ups on the ship making a call to like to uh to his boss and he's like it's like okay okay sir i'm gonna like i'm just gonna stand back and let, and let you finish that call <laughs> he's just standing there while he's like the other guys looking at him in fear <laughs> Uh, I, I can't say the same about Benny though. I, I don't really know what to feel about Benny. He's just there. Um, he's just that American. He's just that American hacker dude. 
You know, I mean, I I say I like his I liked his role. I liked how he was, he was kind of like the he's like the he's kind of like the side man, like the co-manager in a way. He was yeah, kinda helping, yeah. I, I guess he's kind of helping Dutch out like with like a bunch the, of stuff. The most useful like character. Like in his old job, he's kind of like the the desk the desk manager. You know, he, he operates in the background, making sure that everything's okay. Um, yeah, like I did like his role yeah. in it. Like he wasn't a half bad character for me. No, at he all. wasn't half bad, but just, he wasn't super notable either, in my opinion. It's like he's very, he, like he wasn't bad, but he wasn't like like a, he, he a he's no Revy. Speaking of which, yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, Revy <laughs> is one of favorite my favorite characters. Also, I couldn't tell Revy and Rock. I mean, just two really good pro tags, right? Like I I think I've said enough. Just how well I think they were developed. Especially during that second arc from episodes four to seven. Other than that, that, that though, um, I think an honorable mention for me would be Shenhua in the last arc. She, we only saw her for like two episodes, but Shenhua, you, man, you just think Shenhua. She, she's, she's a cool, sassy but bitch. I, I prefer Mister Cheng. She is awesome. Or her, I love her. I love her. Um, her dagger skills, right? Like when she tied like her tied one of her ribbons to the to the dagger and she just like spun it around yeah during during the the car chase scene right yeah she, oh my god i was like holy shit and oh it's <laughs> amazing i have to say that um i can't get into it too too much because uh we're not that part yet but her voice just you you cannot watch black lagoon or those two episodes in japanese you have to watch in english because she has this really thick Chinese accent, right? I mean, to the point where Revy calls her, I think it's like Chinglish or something, right? In the Japanese version, she just like speaks normal Japanese, right? But in the English dub, she has this really thick English accent, right? But, and what, what I loved about it is that normally, you know, uh, when you do an Asian accent, right? No, no one thinks of an Asian accent or a Chinese accent, uh, rather, to be um, badass in, in any kind of way, right? It's usually there to, to be funny. Right, in Shenhua's case, yeah, she does have a really bad Chinese accent, but she's a fucking badass, and she's sassy as fuck, like. You know, I uh, I don't want to sound weird when I say this, but she does remind me a lot of, um, <laughs> there's, these, there's these women in the local nail shop, right, in, in like the manicure place, and they're so sassy and shit, um, they remind me a lot of them, shout out to them, by the way, no, I'm joking, but. They do remind me a lot of them, like, her sassiness, even though, like, she gets made fun of her English a lot and whatever, like, the way she's like, oh, I'm gonna slice some, some meat off your fat ass. Yeah, but like, she says it with, like, oh, a fucking accent, too, right? And she's like... That, which makes it a exactly, lot Exactly, right? And it's and like, she's, she sasses everyone, right? Including Revy. So, I, I think she has a good, she has a good mix of badassery and, and comedy, right? Which makes her really likable. Even though we only see her for two episodes, I want to see more. Like even if it was two episodes, I loved like their dynamic was hilarious. What? It, was, it was great, right? <laughs> it was. Oh, I I can't. I don't know what else to say. It was just. It was so stupid. <laughs> but Bish, um, so Joe and I have said who we like and who who, who we hate. Who, who who's your favorite character? Did you have one? I don't say that I do have a favorite character. The reason being is because I just don't. I it's it's hard. It's hard to choose a favorite character in this anime because I'm torn between choosing rock and choosing revy right because it's like two sides of the same coin honestly they're two sides of the same ex coin exactly and like i said it, it just makes me feel like as you mentioned they're two sides of the same coin and it's like i can't pick one without picking the other so i'm in this position where i i need both of the characters 
to to feel somewhat satisfied, right? Which is, well, I mean, I think that's a testament to how how well their dynamic works, right? They're they're an iconic duo. I I completely agree with that. Uh, but my least favorite character, now one of them is Roberta, and I the other least favorite character is the the Japanese guy. Uh, the was it the guy who interrogates him? Why? Wait, which one? Was it the nice guy or the dick? The other guy's not Japanese, by the way. Just so we we make that clear. I'm still confused to who you're referring I'm to. So, yeah, I'm so confused. Who are you referring to? I'm talking about the guy that's like, oh, you're from Japan, right? Uh, yeah, the, the nice guy. Yeah, that, he's the, Japanese. Yeah, then yeah, the dick. Ja- by the way, the dick is the dick isn't Japanese. He isn't? The other guy? No, he's like Russian. No, what the fuck? He's no, he's Japanese. he's. He's Japanese. He's not. I tell you, he's not. They're he's not both Japanese. part of the Japanese Red Army, dude. They're both Japanese communists. I, I didn't even take note of him, so I mean, I can't even say he's my least favorite character because he, he he didn't fucking do anything, right? Yeah, he was, he was there for a little bit, but then after that, like he had no like real resolution. Yeah. He wasn't there long enough for me to to, to hate him. Maybe, the way he was introduced didn't did I didn't like it, right? This whole Japanese Red Army thing, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the way that that whole arc was introduced to begin with. So it was a bad taste in my mouth, especially the way he walks away and he's like, "Oh, you probably seen me in in your local police station." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It's like, uh, "All right, cool, fair enough." Anyone else that you don't like, or no, that's just it. I, I, there's um, no, that that's the only characters I don't like. I would say, other than Roberta and the and the guy. Next up, uh, no ships, right? I don't. I really don't think that there are many ships to be had in this in this show. I mean, there there is Revy and uh, and Rock, but like. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of a given, you know what I mean? It, but it's also complicated. If you watch the second season, you'll see why it, it, it's it's complicated. Yeah. yeah. So more of the reason to watch episodes thirteen to twenty four, but unfortunately, it's not not for today. Um, but you know we're. Like, since the beginning of this episode, we've been talking about how Black Lagoon has its own unique visual style, right? And I want to get into that a little bit more. And I just want to ask you guys, what, what you guys think of it, right? How, has it stood against the test of time, in your opinion? Honestly, for a show made in 2006, it looks pretty good. It's the way, like I set up its dynamic shots and, like, the way just... St- the overall art looked is like definitely it definitely stood out like he shot like it had that like that madhouse flair like madhouse flair to it i mean when you first watch it you can tell that it's an an anime from 2006 that's not that's not a bad thing right um it doesn't look dated it it actually looks very unique i mean for its time it's it's very unique yeah yeah the art looks really nice you don't see many shows like that Mm. that are like within that year who that look like that yeah Honestly, I, I think I might have something for shows from, from that period, like the mid-2000s, because it's not quite the same as um, modern art style and animation. By the way, I have nothing against modern art styles and animation. They're beautiful in their own way, but there's just something about shows from this period, right? I'm thinking of Ergo Proxy as well, which has a similar-ish style, um, where it's this in-between... Uh, between the older shows, maybe like 1990s, uh, uh, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, what was it, uh, Evangelion and stuff, where they have, uh, I don't know what was up in that period, but they seem to really like pointy, pointy shapes, like for hair, for faces and everything, for eyes, everything's really fucking pointy, and I just didn't like that, and to, with Block Lagoon, it seems like they've smoothened everything out, and... Uh, you just have to give credit to uh, Rei Hiroi, right? He's he's the manga 
um, creator, right? And he did a fantastic job with the character design. And I think that Madhouse deserves serious credit for recreating that uh, that art style. Often, like if Madhouse touches it, then there's usually like the, there's usually like little to no issues. With yeah, it. It, like it looks pretty much exactly the same as in the in the manga, right? It was really well done. It ages well. It ages well, right? That's partly thanks to. Uh, Hiroi himself and to Madhouse, right? The only thing that I would say that shows its age in a bad way would be personally the color palette. Um, <coughs> sorry. I find that uh, there are moments where it has this. It reminds me a lot of like Battlefield 4, right? Where everything seems to have been put through this beige filter, right? Lots of beige and dark colors. And I can understand... Yeah, color sets a very, very serious yeah, tone for... Yeah, I can understand that, definitely. It's just, I, I kind of wish for the action scenes, right? Like, if the red was more saturated or, you know, the um, the gunshots enough and stuff, where there was a greater degree of contrast, it would have made the action scenes pop a bit more. But overall, it's a very, very small gripe to have. Um, on the whole, I think, the, in terms of the art style and the animation, uh, Madhouse did an exceptional job for Black Lagoon. What do you guys think? Like, I really enjoyed the art style and the animation. I also wanted to bring up a point that there was a lot of 3D animation that was used in this. And the transitions <clears throat> wasn't the best. And I understand, obviously, because, you know, 2006 transition is never going to be the best with with 3d but it was but i think kevin it's because of the the arts the color palette is why it wasn't as noticeable do you see what i mean yeah at least for me okay. that's what i've Fair noticed enough. like i could i can notice the 3d animation but are are there any scenes in particular with a 3d animation that you you can think of that was a problem from what i remember the the gun slow-mo gunshots you know when they zoom in on the bullets um the shell when the shell hit uh, when roberta hit the shell on Re- uh, Revy, that was one moment. Um, or you know when they were driving the car and then the car, one of the cars flipped into a building. That's another moment of of the three D animation. Or even when Roberta was running, like there was some three D animation used there, and it's you know it's it's quite nice. It's refreshing, especially to see in an anime from two thousand and six. You know it's it's really rare. You know especially around this time. I don't know if if it. Madhouse was testing it to to try on a you know different sort of show, right? Not do you see what I mean, right? If this was a test for something else, we don't know. Hasn't hasn't Black Lagoon kinda of like left some sort of like some sort of legacy in a way where like a lot of shows have Tevin like looking to it for inspiration? I can't really name any examples. Like I I could see why though. I I can't really put any names though. Fortunately. I don't really watch that many um action shows. So I thought I thought I remember like a couple of shows being mentioned that like they're like very similar to well I mean that they kind of like look towards Black Lagoon for like to kind of inspire them to create these different works. Hmm. I can definitely see why. It's like just like I, like not just through the story like through like the audio, the visuals, styles, like, etc. Other than that, like art style, we can all agree was was pretty damn good. But um, on the on the audio side of things, what you guys think? Wait, I uh, love the opening. The, yeah, I, I can say right now the opening is fucking awesome. Um, I definitely download it. It is again, in, in spite of the English, it is, it is badass. I, I never skip it. Right, it's one of the most yeah. hype-inducing openings that you can have. The ending, on the other hand, although it set the tone for, although it set a nice tone for the end of it, I, it's it wasn't very memorable for me. Like when I try to think about, it, I'm like I can't really remember like that that track. 
I can see why they were, they were trying to include it in there and set um, this more melancholic mood. But yeah, they just it didn't always fit, especially for the for the last episode, right? Or just when when there's not um, when there's a lot of action going on, this the sudden, very slow, soft ending didn't quite fit in, in my opinion. Right? It's not a bad one. It's just not uh, not great in my opinion. But the opening is definitely top tier. Right? It's it's one that one of the best of the period, in my opinion. I think, well, also one more thing I want to mention on my end is I liked how risky they were with the dub, if that makes any sense. Like, because what do you mean? I, is, you know how, like, like how like the Japanese dub and the English dub are, like, very different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's like, for example, like when they were mentioning, like, like Nazis, when they were gen- mentioning ethnicity, like, nationality... Yeah, well, I don't know how much that that can be attributed to the, to the show specifically. It's more so... Um... The, the the original content right the manga um so hats off to, to hiroe well yeah that that as well but like i just love how like they they went as like they went they were risky like that in order to stay faithful to the source material and like the show as a whole okay fair enough and like it just enhanced it enhanced the experience for me it made it feel like it made it feel like it had a lot more depth to it mm-hmm. yeah it, it doesn't uh it doesn't self-censor by any means yeah especially with the time period it's in where it's like like terms like that were like the norm, you know what I mean? That, that's just enough about me. Would you? I want to know what you guys thought about like the audio components of Black Lagoon. All right, so I really think we should um, spend some time on the the voice acting because honestly, it's a huge part of this show, right? Whenever I whenever I mention um, good dubs, because I'm mainly a sub kind of guy, right? But whenever I mention um, good dubs that people should go for, you know, series where you should absolutely uh, listen in listen to the English dub instead of the, the English subversion. Black Lagoon is one of them, hands down. Um, that's because Funimation did a phenomenal job with their voice cast, and just the voice the voice actors did one hell of a job here, because not only is are the characters um, sound like what you would imagine them to sound like, but also it fits in with, uh, with the story, actually, because uh, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Hiroe, the author himself, said that all the characters are, are actually speaking to each other in English, right? The only reason why uh, there might be Japanese audio is for the Japanese audience, right? But they're, they're speaking to each other in English, right? Um, just right. in terms of Revy, like Revy, I think, deserves an honorable mention. I think she's really well done. Dutch as well did a really good job. Revy, I think that she, she sounds really good. If anything, her voice sounds a bit like Michael Rooker in the English English version, which doesn't bother me too much, but just, uh, you know, like Michael Rooker's voice, right? He sounds like he's he's eating gravel constantly, right? And I guess it kind of fits in with... with <laughs> how, how do you uh, know what eating gravel sounds like? <laughs> it's an expression, Joe. God damn it. But, um... I mean, how can you make... Um, sir, I'm, I'm asking you how can you make that comparison if you don't know how people eat gravel, how eat people eating gravel sounds like. I guess I'd, I'm not qualified, but... You aren't qualified. <laughs> Either way, um, she does a pretty good job. In the subversion, you know, again, the characters are speaking English, right? So it, it's weird for them to, to be speaking Japanese all of a sudden. Um, just Revy sounds pretty normal, right? But she doesn't sound like a badass. She, just, she doesn't sound like how Revy is supposed to sound like. And f- for other characters like um, Shenhua, for example, you know, it just... You don't get that same effect at all when you listen to the Japanese subversion. You, you know what was very interesting to me? 
it was not just Chen Hua. It was the you know the the Japanese guy in the airport and how he had the Japanese accent. <laughs> and they and when I think about it, they're both Japanese people speaking to each other. And I was like, I I re I decided to rewatch that episode in in Japanese, right? And it, and there's no difference, right?、Mm. But the fact that they had to make sure that this guy is Japanese, and like you understand where everyone else is from, and you understand that everyone else has this different background because of the voices. And I know majority of them are stereotypes, but you understand yeah, that you, you, you know, lose that one character in, from Taiwan,、yeah. and the other one is is a Chinese American, right? You got the Irish guy who's fucking hilarious. You got these characters, and you can only really appreciate that they're they're from these all these different、mm. countries, right? Because of the fact that they have these different accents, and Balalaika also has her, her own accent and stuff. Whereas in the Japanese version, they just all sound Japanese, right? You lose this whole layer of of communication, right? When you listen to the Japanese dub, you just can't don't get the same appreciation. That well, that's because English is such a broad language,、mm-hmm. right? It's not like, for example, Japanese. Like you can't, you can't. How can you do a Chinese accent in Japanese? Like it doesn't. You, you probably could. That's that's a that. I think that's the worst example you can choose because I imagine there are, are a lot of Japanese or Japanese-speaking Chinese people, and I imagine they could probably do、um, a Chinese accent in Japanese quite well. But you know, the fact is, it's harder to do so. I imagine when you have people like Russians, Americans, and just this whole slew of of nationalities, right? It's hard to to do all of that. Whereas in English. It's really easy to do, and it it reflects、um, the characters themselves. Yeah, you also have to consider you, that means you have to find a voice actor who's able to who's able to do like stuff like that fluently. I can't think of an example in the first season, but I know in the second season, right?、Um, there's just one scene that completely depends. The humor depends on the language, right? Because there's this they're in Japan, okay, and there's this Ravi's like pointing her gun at this guy, right? And he's Japanese, obviously. And they're they're speaking in English, and the guy's like, "I give, I give, right?" And he's he doesn't know how to speak English, right? He's trying to say, "I give up," right? He's he's trying to surrender, and Ravi's like, "You give what? You give what? What do you want?" Right? So there's that comedy that you can get in English, but for a Japanese audience, it's like it, it it just flies over their head, right? Because they they wouldn't understand it, right? And you know that's quite funny because usually in localizations it's the other way around. Like they have to modify Japanese jokes into English or completely change them. It's it's the reverse here, which is why you should absolutely watch this in English. There's no reason, in my opinion, why you should watch this in, in the Japanese dub. It's not bad, all right. I'm not saying it's bad, but you just it's not well adapted to the show, right? In, in its setting,、other、it's almost that, like it's almost like you're watching two different shows entirely. Yeah, absolutely, because it, it's such a Like central. It's similar、part. to Panty and Stocking, though it isn't like as intense. Yeah, I I would say that because it's just the the, the difference is night and day, right? You can you don't like if you want to watch Japanese version, go ahead. More power to you. I'm not gonna judge you, but you're losing a lot of stuff. The best version of Black Lagoon is in English, uncensored, so you can get all the profanity and all the badassery. But that aside, um. I want to talk about the soundtrack and sound effects. Do you guys have any comments on that? What do you guys think of of the sound design here? The soundtrack is alright, I guess. Like it wasn't like anything memorable. It's like the only the thing that stuck out to me the most was just the opening, really. Like other than that, like the, it was good. But like I, if I, if you ask me like to like remember that like this one song from the soundtrack, like, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, same here. I it's only the opening、But、that stuck with me. I think it's very well done in the sense that. 
um, there are moments where there will be no music at all. And that's, like, I love that in anime, and we, we spoke about this in Tempest, right? The fact that there isn't music during certain parts, it makes it feel a lot more, like, suspenseful and realistic. Yeah, because it, it's an action thriller at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's like, imagine if you had, like, this, like, this, like, rant, like, let's say, like, dubstep, like, intense music just playing in the background while you were fighting. Like, that isn't realistic, that just, it makes it feel like, it, like, it, it drifts you farther away from reality. But, like, when you don't have any music... It's like it almost feels as if like they're in this area at this certain time and like they're they're fighting each other just like just nothing but raw fighting. That kind of leads us into to sound design because even though personally like I don't, I don't think the the music itself is really good, the lack thereof or the just the the design they had for the guns and stuff was really well done. I, I'm thinking of that scene where Ruby was in an absolute rampage on, on the boat, right? And you can hear you can hear the gunshots echoing um, from the Black Lagoon, all right? Um, or the first arc, the first mini-arc, first two episodes with the, the attack helicopter, right, and the missiles and stuff, it's pretty well done, right? Not exceptional, but it's, uh, it's immersive, is what I'd say. Yeah. What do you think, Bish? I completely agree with that. Um, but more so, what, what kind of stuck out to me was the opening and ending, right? Um, I didn't like the opening so much the ending was the thing you know that the bit with the violins like every episode ended like that and it, it kind of you know when we spoke about um for example with trinibio and, and other anime where we were like they should just Im omit the ending for certain episodes because of its its intensity but because each episode's intense the ending the ending music also match exactly it works in every situation i've never seen an anime where the ending just works whether it is so you so like you like the ending, ending for very intense i love the ending okay because really so earlier simple. when joe and i were talking about it like the ending for us wasn't yeah it's not bad it's just um compared to the opening it's not as good in my opinion and also there's just moments where it doesn't fit right because you're like bam 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 explosions guns and shit and then there's this um slow uh melancholic track that plays right but it, it's there it's there for two reasons it's there to diffuse the situation and it's also there to you know if there is such an intense situation right it's there to keep that intensity keep you in that emotion it's it's, it's there as a period of reflection at least for me and that's how i see the the ending music should be for okay. most anime it's, it's for you to you have a good point. I mean, I never I, thought about it as a way like to diffuse the situation. I, I find that yeah, in terms of reflection stuff, it does work. But like especially for episode seven, right? After, when it starts playing um, during that cigarette scene, right? It's it's perfect. Is it? It fits in perfectly with the mood and everything. It's just I don't think that that soundtrack works for every episode. Unfortunately, it's inconsistent, which is why I wouldn't rate it as highly as the OP. No, but that's just me. Right, I'm going to agree to disagree. On the whole, guys, I just want to know, um, what are your overall thoughts or, you know, gripes and grumbles on Black Lagoon, right? 10 out of 10, it's a masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> but seriously, or is that, or uh, are you being serious? Would, I, no, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I'd give it, uh, huh, it's kind of difficult. I can't put it down to numbers. Like, I don't want to, like, rate it from, no, like, you don't, 1 you to don't 10. No, you don't have to, you don't have to. You're um, just, like, just it's like, I just think talk it, to us it was definitely... It it was definitely a show that it kept me it kept me hooked. It was it was something that I had like I, I wanted to watch for like I wanted to watch for some time, 
but like it kind of just sat in the back of my mind for like a long time until I saw I saw it on the schedule like I mentioned earlier. Mm, yeah. And I watched it and then it's like I just it kind of felt good watching it. It's like there's something about it just like I loved I loved like the dialogue choices. I love the I love the interactions between each character and like I I love like the moments of exposition. Like for example, episode seven, like that the one I keep boasting about. It, it just it was so well done. Like I loved I love the storytelling in the show. And although like the characters like the character development needed like a little bit of work, I'd say like the story as a whole was very engaging and like something that I'm not. I don't want to say some cliche. Like it made me feel things I didn't say before. I didn't feel before because like honestly, like there were a lot of similarities I've seen in the show compared to a lot of other shows. But I feel like this story in particular stood out a lot to me in the end. Uh, Bish, what you what you think? I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't really an anime that I I would see myself watching mm. just casually. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't your your type of show, right? Yeah, it wasn't my type of show, but I I really did get invested in it. Wait, but are you, are you talking about your thoughts? before entering or your thoughts after having watched the show here after having watched the show really um it's not really my kind of cup of tea mm. but you know and i don't think it is is something you mentioned at the beginning that it's something that people were recommending as a first time anime right but i don't i don't see it as that oh okay it seems like more of a you know it's an adult cartoon in in in, in a way right it doesn't to me it doesn't really seem like anime like i agree with bish's statements about it not being like an intro anime like i see i see somebody watching it like early on like after they started watching some shows but like, i don't see them as like watching it as like a first show you know i, I what have I mean? to absolutely disagree unfortunately because i the reason why i would say that i think that it is a good segue or at least a, a good intro anime is that i don't know, say that you've got a friend right who really likes action films and stuff right they're into action and all that uh black lagoon offers a lot of that Right, but there isn't, you know, like panty shots, you know, like the tropes and shit that you see all the time in, you know, or or the fan service. There is fan service, but it's not like on the same level or the same type that you would see in in typical shows, you know. I see what you're saying, like because I didn't think about it as like somebody who's maybe into these kind of things, like in like like reality TV shows or something, and they want to see like an anime based off of that. Like it, it does make sense. I find it just the absence of again, like some of the the tropes or elements of uh, of mainstream anime that people might be driven away by are more absent in this, right? It's not so, it's not like, you know, high school DXD, for example. Yeah, right? no, like, I, d- I didn't think about it, but like, there, were, there weren't many tropes in, in this, in the show. I mean, there were, in my opinion. Well, I mean, there you know, were, but like, it wasn't, it was, stuff, but it was minuscule. It, it's, it was, like, it's, it wasn't it's like tropes overarching. and stuff that people that who, who don't watch anime would be used to. It's not like any anime exclusive tropes that people are weirded out by, right? So that's why I think that it'd be a good intro. Um, it, again, because it doesn't have a lot of the same tropes that a lot, a lot of uh, normal shows have, it might not be a good preparation for other shows, but just to get people interested in the genre, I think that Black Lagoon is an excellent choice. I'm interested in what you were saying before, Bish, about... Uh... Like your like your last statement, I don't remember what it was, but I want to hear more about it. Yeah, can you would you get re- to reiterate why you don't think it's a good recommendation? If if you're saying, um, oh yeah, you wouldn't recommend it for you know um, a certain subgroup of, of anime listeners. Okay, fair enough. But look, I look, I'm I'm being honest. I don't recommend it as a first time anime thing. Okay, which you gotta explain why. W- when you're in, look, because anime is so vast and different, right? 
So if you're introducing this to someone who's new to anime, they're going to expect all anime. Well, no, no, not absolutely not. will expect that. I'm not saying that, but I mean, like, so people will expect anime to but, have... But I call bullshit on this. I have to call bullshit. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's here's just... the thing. People... I mean, Kevin kind of just, like, brought me, like, kind of brought this point to me um, just, like, a few minutes ago. Like, and now, and now I'm kind of... Like, I'm inclined to agree with Kevin. Like, there are many people who will be, like, interested in different things, and they won't come into anime expecting a certain thing. Yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I expect all of them to, to be exactly like this, right? Because as you said, yeah, anime is a very diverse genre, right? Or medium, rather. If I'm going to be showing someone this anime, especially in English, yeah, people are going to expect the same level of... It's like when you show someone who's never seen films, right? If you've shown them, like, the best film in the world, everything is going to be in comparison to that. No, right? but but so, this is this is this isn't a matter of like quality here. I'm not I'm not saying oh yes, Black Lagoon is like the the staple. The point comes down to individualism. Like not everyone is going to yeah. feel that way. They're not going to want to compare it. They're not going to want to compare yeah, one show to the but other. That's, that's the reason that's the reason why I don't think it's just a good anime to it doesn't have everything. Do you see? I'm not yeah, but could, could you name me could I you mean, name me an anime that we recommended as an intro anime in the past that had everything? Because there isn't, right? Because it, it's such... It, there isn't, no, there isn't. But I would say, for example, Henneko is a good is a good uh, entry point into anime. No, no. Personally. I, I would say that... That's just my opinion, No, but I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, right? But I'm just saying that you can't be like, oh, yeah, uh, you can't recommend Block Lagoon as an intro to, to anime because it's too specific. And be like, oh, yeah, Henneko is super general. No, it's not, right? It's also... You, the same argument applies to, to Henneko. And it also, and and this is my real thing as well. It doesn't feel like an anime. Like, and then we can get into all the sorts of discussions. What is anime? What do? What is the meaning of anime? Right. But well, it's I mean, not... that, that's mainly because of how the dub was and the dub in its script was was made. Like that's it potentially just created so. Like in... to me, it, it feels it just feels like an American. Like I, I, I'm not saying that because of whatever, but it just feels like. It feels like DBZ. It's like I'll say DBZ is not an anime. Do you see what I mean? Whoa! It feels like that. Do you see what I mean? Like Pokemon. I'm gonna have Pokemon to stop you right here, Bish, because I, I don't. Th I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go on a little rant here because. Well, and Kevin's right? angry. No, it, it, it's because I'm really passionate about this, right? Because anime or manga is not just you know, rom coms or you know, comedies or whatever, I'm not, right? I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it is right, but. Yeah, it's it's a stereotype that you have to break out of because if if you live in Japan, right, or you read a lot of manga and stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, my main point as to why I don't recommend it as anime is because I don't feel that it's anime, right? I know that sounds very weird, but it's I just don't get the anime vibe. And I'm not comparing it to other shows. I'm just feeling that, look, because of the way it's presented, because of where it was aired in the past, it's kind of like, as I mentioned, it's like DBZ. I don't consider DBZ as an anime. I don't consider, like these older shows as anime our whole point here is that because it has elements like tropes and stuff that would normally alienate people and dissuade them from watching anime is justly the reason why it would be accessible to people who are not familiar to to you know quote-unquote regular anime that's yeah, no, that's exactly like for it the, for the regular joe right or for the for that's exactly who we're talking about here we're, we're not anime. talking about you know someone who, who's uh, super into rom-coms and stuff and be like, yo, you should watch this, right? Because you'll you'll like it. No, it's more like someone who 
who's unfamiliar. Okay, then I get your then I get your point. Like someone who's completely unfamiliar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right? you, you don't want to you don't want to show them like High School DxD or you know High School of the Dead from the get go, right? Because they'll be like, "What no, the fuck is this?" You don't want to show them trash. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I completely understand your point. Um, it does make sense. You you do make a good point. Someone who's completely new to anime, but I don't think this there might be a show that is better than this. There it has it has a lot of flaws, right? It's not the best anime, but I think it it's as you mentioned, it might be a gateway for people to get into other anime. But I want to know what other anime would they get into from watching this, because we always talk about you know would you recommend, but then you have to think about. Where is this gonna? How is this person gonna form their anime watching from this anime? Well, I think that uh, you know, is to who I'd recommend it to, other than you know, uh, newcomers. I would say people who are into uh, a bit more serious or action-oriented shows, right? So if anything action-oriented, you know, there are plenty. It's like of shows thinking out like there. this: somebody watches an action show. They like the genre, so they'll look for more action shows. They'll like that genre. Then they'll find a show that kind of has that, that kind of mixes action and maybe like romance, and maybe they like the romance aspect of it. Then they look for romance shows, and like that, it kind of branches off from there. I would say that, for example, I don't know, uh, people into more serious shows. I don't know, like Monster and stuff. They would like Black Lagoon, right? Because there are maybe some Monster, lo- Dark and Black, Berserk, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. There is uh, a niche for for the audience of Black Lagoon, right? And I, I think people who are into uh, action or more serious themes would enjoy Black Lagoon, right? That's all. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy this if you're mainly into rom-coms and stuff, but that's who I'd recommend it to, mainly. Uh, it, now, the question is, guys, would you watch second season? Because as we said, it, it is co- kind of in this limbo where it's there's this second core that's not really a second core, right? Would you be interested in watching that second part? You know, this this anime has put a bad taste in my mouth, mainly because of this whole second core, not second core thing. Do you see what I mean? What do you mean? Because it, because clearly it's supposed to be two cores, right? In, in the sense it's been arranged, in, in the sense that it's clearly supposed to be second cause, right? And then the way that they split it into two seasons, and the fact that they were watch- and the fact that they were- we're watching it on Kunai and we're splitting it into season one and season two, we're, we're obviously not getting the full picture okay. uh, when we're watching this anime, right? And and it's because of our format that we've kind of split it into season one and season two because the anime is split into season one and season two when in reality it's actually a first core and second core because there was only like three months, four months gap. In between, hmm. but the second season and is, is would have properly seen. entitled Second Barrage, right? I, I would totally get your point if it was, say, I don't know, they were going after someone, right? Right, and then like Gangsta, for example, you haven't watched it, but people who've watched Gangsta will know what I mean, where it fucking ended out of nowhere and it, it's not going to get a second season and stuff. If it was in the middle of if it was in the middle of an arc, right, and the, it was unresolved, then yes, I'd get your anger, but they they close the gap at the end, right? It's an episodic. What I, well, look, what I'm trying to say is that the ending, it it makes you want, it unfairly puts you in a position where you have to watch the second season to get the full picture, to get the full ending of the anime. And I'm not... You know, like, maybe people, when people were watching it, like, while it was still running, then there was maybe, like, an announcement where it's like, the show will have to continue later on. 
for like for whatever reason and then like it, it continues from there like I, maybe it was just called second barrage because like it took so long to get to that like mm. second part and like they had to and because they had to stop like in the middle of it for maybe let's say maybe like production reasons or because like it's, somebody had they had to switch stuff it's normal because it you don't you don't air 24 episodes usually within a se- it's it's 12 12 is the norm right what do you expect them to do? No, but what I'm saying is there's... Look, look, look. There's other animes that do 24 episodes, and then they have the first call and the second call, and we cover them on Kunai. Oh, look, and we, we cover them on Kunai yeah. as one season of anime. And I think... And I'm not saying it's our fault or it's their fault, but I think it it, it, it puts me off in the sense that I don't know what to think about this season Except of anime. I, I want and, you to answer this question and, here. And going into the second season, yes. I see what Bish is trying to say. Like, he's, he's just saying, like, it ended, like... a. Let's say, like, I was as somebody who was just watching it like long after it aired, yeah, like, going like watching it like on its own, watching season one on its own, and seeing it end abruptly, like it, I did feel it too. I okay, felt yeah, like yes, it, it kinda... absolutely. But I, I've been trying to tell you guys that I understand that for the past like ten minutes. But the thing, the reason why I have to call bullshit is because, like, I've been trying to say, it's not like they were ending it in the middle of an arc, you know, where they were trying to chase after someone and it just ended, right? The the last arc started and ended there's no like it's an again it's an episodic anime where each arc there are multiple arcs within the first season right all the arcs concluded um the next the start of the second season or the second core whatever you want to call it is a new arc there is not no there's no reason to feel that oh they left some loose ends there wasn't an end of season like resolution do you see what I mean? Oh, there wasn't anything that leads into a second season. Do you understand what I'm saying, Kevin? Because again, it's an episodic. It's that's in that's inherent in the way the manga was written, in the show the way the show is written, because it's written in arcs. There's no global objective, no big bad that they're working towards defeating, right? Would I want to see a second season? I feel that I have to watch a second season, not because I am excited to watch a second season, but because I now I'm in this position where. I want to watch the rest of the anime. I want to know more about the characters. And it's technically part of the same season because they probably made it in the same time frame, right? And it's like, I feel I feel that I'm missing out by not watching it, but not in a, not in a way where I'm excited to watch it. Do you understand what I mean? This isn't like Haganai season two where I'm like, I'm super hyped to talk about Haganai season two. I just feel like it's a cop-out. Like I need, it's like, an, not an addiction, but I need to see the second part or else it, it doesn't seem like a true representation. Would I want to see a second season? No, but I have to see a second season. That's what I'm trying to get at. Because the way of the structure of this anime. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but like, I think like overall, as far as I see it, it was less of a like choice and more of a like pr- production issue. And then like later on, they tried to advertise as something new to kind of like get people hyped up again. But uh, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I did feel the same way. Like I did feel like... It's like when I when I got to the end of it, because I'm like, I'm waiting for that huge climax. And like, I heard the season two, but I'm like, it's probably just going to end like with a super like nice climax. And then like, I see it just like the next time in episode, in episode 13. I'm like, okay, I guess I just have to wait until the second season. Admittedly, with the way, with the way it ends, you, you feel that you're going to watch the second season anyways. Um, so it's not like... Uh, you're hyped up for it because it's second season, but because you feel that it's a natural part of, a natural continuation of the first part. But uh, on the whole, guys, I think that we had a pretty well-rounded discussion, even though we got uh, a bit rant yet parts. 
Yeah. Um, I think it was really. Well, well I mean, left. even then, it's good. Like, it's it good, has to right? discussion. Um, it's good that we don't necessarily agree on all points, right? That's what. I mean, we even I mean, we even change viewpoints. Like we things we argued about, we now kind of agree with. So like, it's good we kind of got that insight. Yeah. So it was a really great discussion on the whole. So we'd like to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this episode. So we want to know what you guys think, right? So if you would like to share your thoughts on this episode, the podcast, or give us some much needed, appreciated feedback, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Google Play or Stitcher, or my bad, rather, Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, you can also send us a message directly through our website at www.getallifepodcast.com slash contact, or you can come out and chill with us uh, on our server by checking out www.getallifepodcast.com slash discord. And without further ado, um, if you want to contact us directly, we also have Twitter handles, right? So um, on Twitter... We have, uh, there's the at GALP Kunai uh, Twitter handle, but you can also contact us uh, through our individual accounts. So mine's at Tolvray, that's at T-O-L-V-R-A-I. And for Bish? That's at Get A Life Podcast. You guys know how to spell it right <laughs> now. It's pretty, it just makes sense. <laughs> and I'm at Kibo Gamer, spelled K-I-B-O-U-G-A-M-E-R. All right, but uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Joe, I believe you have something to uh, tell the fans. What can they expect for the next episode of Kunai when we're back? Next episode is a personal favorite of mine that I saw like some time ago, back when it was new. It is an anime original. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Next episode is going to be on Charlotte. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, to be honest, because I've heard so much about it. No, I'm I am, I am too. I, I am, I am as well, because like I, it, I, I, I just, I loved it so much. It was just a show that meant a lot to me because I was, I was hyped for like since ever since it was announced, and like the fact that we're gonna get to talk about it now is gonna be very exciting. And uh, with nothing more to say, guys, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Fucking Tyson hacking us. God damn it, Tyson. I, I have a couple of them as well. It's like one of them is Rock. No, no, not Rock, sorry. One of <laughs> what? them is Roberta. How dare one you? Is rock. rock is my favorite and my least favorite. Is, if I'm not mistaken, Bish told me that Dutch was actually voiced by the guy who did Garter Belt in Petty and Soccer. What? Right? Really? So. Guys, 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 guys. I want to make a redacted. Oh my god, Bish. Like, oh my god. That's. I got confused. I'm sorry. You are ho- you horrible for baiting me that. like that. See, this is what happens when you it, trust a foot fetishist. I, you just can't. I'm, it's, you yeah. just can't. Look, look, it has nothing to do with the foot fetish. It has everything I'm to sorry. do with it. <laughs>